the hard shoulder on News Talk with Nissan. Let's go the distance by keeping our distance. Nissan, innovation that excites. We're playing that because today, with Dr. Cara Gustenberg and Down to Earth, we are going beyond the sea. And she was telling us earlier that apparently they're less noisy. And this is good. So why should we care about the oceans this time, Cara? Well, I was excited about this story because actually we know so little about our oceans and scientists have been saying for a long time, wouldn't it be great to get some sort of baseline information about what things were like before humans started to ship stuff all over the world? I mean, to put this in context, we've spent sent 12 people to the moon since 1969 and only three people have ever descended to the deepest part of our ocean in the Marianas Trench, which is about 11,000 meters deep. And one of those was filmmaker James Cameron, who spent 10 million dollars of his own money to do that. So we really don't know that much about the ocean. They say we've only mapped about 5% of it with the highest resolution sonar. And and it's really only the area uh, about 170 meters deep and higher. So that's equivalent to 1.5 Dublin spires uh, that we really know much about. So the more we can find out during this quiet period, uh, the better for for science as a whole and, and the better for humanity. And and what are the significance of the oceans? I mean, like, you know, I'm a bit of a landlubber myself. I mean, like, you know, uh, what, what have the oceans ever done for us? Well, they've been protecting us from climate change for a long time now. So they've absorbed 90% of, of the, the greenhouse gases that we have been emitting. Uh, so actually, the world would be a lot warmer if it weren't for our oceans absorbing that carbon dioxide. And unfortunately, just this last week, Time magazine and Bloomberg reported that the, the that we've reached record high sea temperatures for the month of March, the second highest since records began in 1880, uh, next only to 2016, which was just marginally higher than than this last March. So the oceans are getting warmer and warmer, and that means less protection for us from climate change in addition to impacts on our fisheries. But the swimmers at the 40-foot in Sandy Coat, I mean, the water's perishing. Maybe yeah. it'd be no harm to eat it up a bit. We have an unusual situation here in Ireland that we have this this area off the North Atlantic called the Cold Blob, which is that ice oh. that's melting. But I know it's a strange name. It's ice that's melting off the coast of Greenland, which is actually causing the North Atlantic to be the only part of the world where ocean temperatures are actually getting colder as a result of this m- melting ice. So uh, that's that's unfortunate for us too. Okay, and I do accept that uh, the, the the melted uh, glaciers and all in means that uh, sea levels are higher and there is a flood risk. I do accept that. Now, tell us more about this whale noise story. Yeah, so uh, researchers in Vancouver, Canada, have been listening to the acoustics uh, in the water uh, and measuring this consistently. But they've they've reported just this week that a fifteen percent decline in noise from the periods of January through April related to about a twenty percent drop in imports and exports going in and out of the port in that time. And and what they're saying is we we've, we've actually studied this in the past and uh, after the nine eleven terrorist attack. 
impacts uh, scientists also looked at noise levels and they found a, a demonstrated improvement in the stress levels of baleen right whales. So, so what these scientists are saying is actually these quieter seas are of benefit to our whale populations, which have been which have been struggling a lot as a result of noise and and getting stranded and and disoriented as a result of noise in the past. So so this is a benefit to our whale populations. What's a baleen whale? And I mean, like, is it prone to stress? So yeah, the the baleen uh, right whales is what they call their. They're actually large, kind of black whales, uh, and they're about eighteen to twenty meters in length. So they're not as big as a humpback or a gray whale or a sperm whale, but they're much much heavier. They can be up to a hundred tons. Uh, you may notice them. They they've uh, big black faces, but on them they tend to have these parasites and rough patches which is whale lice uh, living on them. So that they're, that's how they're most recognizable. But really, really big whales. And uh, what they, they do is they call to each other as a way of uh, finding their way around and mating. And when there's a lot of noise in the sea, they're obviously not able to call uh, as far. So normally their calls can travel hundreds of kilometers, which means they're not able to communicate with each other as much. And they exhibit signs of stress. And scientists have actually measured the hormones that are coming out out of their poo, uh, and in periods where there has been less noise in the ocean, like after the September uh, two thousand, the, have they got the diarrhea? No, they just have hormones in their in their poo, and they can measure whether or not they're stressed by the level of these stress-related hormones. Uh, and they find that they're less stressed in quieter times, and and that means their behavior and their calling improves. All right. So with this kind of standstill in activity we've seen in terms of the skies and aviation, in terms of our waterways and so on, is it making a difference, this kind of stillness? Yeah, probably the first reports came out of Venice where where there was false reports that there were dolphins swimming the Venice canals. They actually, those dolphins were filmed off the the ports in the Mediterranean uh, instead. But we have seen some really good underwater photography now coming out of Venice because the water is so clear. um, You can now see jellyfish swimming in the canals and you can see a lot of marine life that scientists have never really been able to see before because the water's been too murky. But another big change uh, in terms of the oceans as result of the coronavirus crisis is uh, it's bon voyage to cruise ships, really. And cruise ships have consistently have had very damaging environmental impacts on the oceans and even on climate and, and, and air pollution. Uh, so a decline in cruise ship traffic is definitely of benefit not only to whales, but to the marine ecosystem as a whole. So, you're, yeah, no, I was speaking to a friend of mine and uh, he was talking to a guy in Cheltenham and he said, how are you getting on? He said, well, I've only lost four billion this week. I own a number of cruise ships. He's down from 11 to seven. I mean, like, and you're against cruise ships. This well, you know, we, losing his town halls. You know, the, the three major companies make up 70 percent of the global cruise cruise market. So I'm sure he's he's got a lockdown there that I'm not too sympathetic of. But we do think, you know, we need to avoid flying because of climate change. And so maybe people think cruising would be a better option. But unfortunately, they they use very dirty fuel and they are largely unregulated because they're listed in, co- in countries with poor environmental regulations. And when they are in international seas, they have been known to dump raw sewage into the oceans, uh, in pristine areas of the oceans and trash. Uh, so they they haven't been well behaved and they need to be more regulated. But unfortunately, as of now, they're not. All right. Now, tell us about all the, the, the these mammals and these whales and so on in an Irish context. 
Yeah, there's a, there's been a lot of activity lately. I mean, it is whale the, the beginning of whale season here in Ireland, and unfortunately, it's bad news for the whale watching companies, which are essentially grounded at the moment. But we have seen whales sighted, like a minke whale off Slayhead and Kerry. A what whale? A minke. A minke minke whale uh, at the end of March and actually the Irish whale and dolphin website iwd.ie is phenomenal for recording sightings and strandings and you can look at it on a map base so you can see any sightings and strandings in your area in the last number of months uh, you can see pictures of, of what people have reported and you can report stuff yourself so um, it's a good time to be looking out at sea and seeing if you can you can spot anything yourself but it's also been a bad news story in recent weeks uh, related to Irish dolphins so we're seeing an unprecedented number of strandings that the IWDG have reported uh, this has been increasing uh, year on year since 2011, and there are investigations going on as to why. Uh, so it's really important to report those strandings when you see them, because um, this is definitely becoming a problem here in Ireland. Uh, tell me, I'm very fond of tuna. What, what fish is tuna made from? <laughs> tuna is a fish. I'm okay. <laughs> is there not, there's not such a thing as dolphin tuna, no? Well, no, there's so so there was a big uh, a big problem in the past where it was reported that dolphins were being captured by the type of fishing that was being used for tuna. When we, when they use big nets, they'd have. I like a, ten a tin of tuna. Yeah, I like a tin of tuna too. But uh, but anyway, there was a movement, and it, a very positive movement, that people started to shop for dolphin-free tuna, which meant that when the tuna was fished, they made sure not to capture dolphins and kill dolphins in the process. But unfortunately, that has not carried on to fishing of other fish. So many other fish are still caught while also uh, capturing and killing dolphins at the same time. And and the IWDG in their latest blog has said that possibly a lot of these dolphins that they're finding stranded look like they've been caught up in nets as part of bycatch from fishing and that perhaps we need to look at other fish species in addition to tuna uh, and, and looking to purchase more dolphin-friendly fish and not just looking for I like it with a, a bit of the light mayonnaise on it. But anyway, what li <laughs> I hear you're also concerned... I like it wrong, I <laughs> uh, you're concerned about the Queever's baked whale. Yeah, the Cubier's... The Cubier's baked whales. I, I like these I strandings where they're found on yeah. the beach, all washed up, and they die, do they? Yeah, so I did a broadcast from Inish Boffin a couple summers ago, you may remember, where we, we actually found a Cuvier beaked whale had washed up there. And it was part of more than six strandings recorded around Ireland in that year. Um, sorry, several more, actually 24 in, in 2018, and then a further six in 2019. Um, and all related to, they're all deep diving whales. Uh, they suspect maybe there was some sonar testing going on in the area that disoriented all of these uh, whales you know, deep, deep under the ocean uh, and caused a mass stranding across Ireland. So, you know, again, an evidence of these kind of whales that are very susceptible to loud noises and sonar and, and we're not really uh, protecting them from this. And so we're seeing more and more of these strandings of Cuvier beaked whales and pilot whales around Ireland. Okay, that's our down-to-earth slot this week, uh, Beyond the Sea, taking a deep dive into our oceans. Dr. Cara Gustenberg. The Hard Shoulder on News Talk with Nissan. Together, let's play our part by staying apart. Nissan, innovation that excites.